Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 221, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is Ryan. This is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. Love it. All right, what do we got you going? Have okay. the stupidest grin on your I'm face. I'm so excited. All right, let me, <laughs> oh, let me tell you guys something. We went down <clears throat> to the park today. Uh, Dan's having his uh, appreciation event. I will say I think maybe the dumbest sport invented is frolfing. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really good at it. Wait, frolfing is the thing where you throw the stuff at the... The disc golf mm-hmm. and you throw it at the chains? That might be relaxing. I don't know. No, nah, dude. It's I actually... Love it. It's like golf. Yeah, but you get more throw... pissed off. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Did you froth? No, I just watched people froth, and I was like, that's not my sport. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like hiking. Like, you actually have something, like, you're walking around the woods usually, and you're just throwing stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's true. The people that were there, not a single person was in a polo. No. No one was wearing a polo. No one looked like they were golfing. No. Everybody had, like, long hair, beards. It's a hippie sport. Yeah, it's a hippie sport. It's a very hippie sport. Yep. It's the poor man's golf. Mm. This makes sense now. Yep. Mm, I, I know some of those discs cost a lot of money now. Yeah, they do. I've been told. I don't know. Yeah. I was always told I should join the women's league when I used to play, but never did. Thank God. <laughs> Couldn't be married to a frolfer? No, nah, dude. Not for a second. Wow. All right. What do we got today, babe? What do we got kicking off? Um, Subject two. And creative financing. Creative financing, yep. Love it. I was actually just talking to Jake. And he was saying how he's been watching a lot of like creative financing YouTubes yep. and podcasts. And I was like, dude, why don't we come up Monday? And he's like, oh, I'm going to have to listen to it. Which uh, be good. Uh, uh, All right, Ryan, what's new in your life? Oh, man. Um, life-wise, <laughs> I mean, real estate stuff like always. Have some deals going on. Um Stable living's growing and kind of chaotic like always, but yeah. I would say it's just just normal stuff. I don't even know. That's good. Kids are growing up. That's fun. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Bachelor cool. party this weekend. Nice. That'd be fun. For mm-hmm. who? Matt Monson. Oh, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. That's cool. That's fun. Where are you guys going? Um, Some cabin that they have by Siren. And then actually oh, nice. Saturday I have Rachel Karen's wedding. Oh, really? So I have to drive all the way back for that. Wow. Ooh. But So I'm going to be hurting this weekend. But That's cool. Lacrosse or Eau Claire? I think it's lacrosse. Damn, dude. That I just going to go to the reception for that part. But Yeah. Cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. So, Ryan, you are the uh, <laughs> creative financing guru here in uh, the Eau Claire area. Yeah. So, uh what do you got for uh what do you got for us with creative financing um okay i would say for me at least i know there's like a million different strategies but at the top i mean the top two i use a lot and then there's also subject two so the big three for me um our land contract which is the really simple one um which i think we both used a couple times or at least i've used a couple times um, which I can give an example of each one, but and then there's the seller second mortgage, which is really just owner financing on a portion of the property. So usually you have bank financing, mm-hmm. and then you have a, the seller just brings owner financing, or yeah, basically mm-hmm. owner financing for a portion of it. Um, and then there's also, I mean, there's assumable notes a little bit, which I've never done, and they're subject to. Mm-hmm. Um, which basically means that you make the payment for the seller um, on yeah. their mortgage. Now, how you kind of run the whole deal, I think there's actually a couple different ways, but for the most part is you get, you're going to probably correct me because you just researched, but yep. you get the deed Yep. and then the something else stays with the owner for a while. And then basically once you pay the note off, it transfers completely and then it goes public. Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So like subject to it's neat. So, People confuse assuming a mortgage with subject to. Yeah, they can. So assuming the mortgage, you can't. They they have a clause called due on sale clause. Yeah, banks started doing that in like the seventies and eighties when interest rates went to twenty percent. Yeah, and they know they realized how much money they were missing out on because. people would just pass their deeds 
and their loans onto the next person. And I was reading a book. Uh, I ended up just getting rid of the book. It was from 1970. The guy, the guy wrote the book in 1990, and he talked about his real estate journey in the 70s and 80s. And I ended up just getting rid of the books that did not pertain to world the world we are in today at all because all he talked about was like everything he did was seller financing, assuming a mortgage or subject to that was the the whole book was about that and I was just like you this isn't real life anymore in the in the realm of so now duon clause is most common for any commercial I've talked to multiple commercial lenders now. And every commercial lender I talk to says commercial loan due on sale. Conventional, first-time home buyer, WIDA, and VA are assumable. And then, but where subject to comes into play is doesn't matter if it's commercial, doesn't matter if it's conventional, VA doesn't any of that. You can be subject to that mortgage and that and so like just what ryan said you get the deed which is essentially the title to the house so you own the house um they don't record it they do not record it and there's multiple documents and this is where it gets tricky there's multiple documents essentially giving you permission to make that payment for the owner and there's also there there what i was also seeing is there's a type of insurance that you that an owner may ask you to supply just so if you fault it doesn't fuck up their credit Mm. because that big things that can scare away someone to letting you pay their loan is what if you don't pay the loan Right. I'd say the big thing I learned from the Pace Morby, which is the main guy I'm sure you yeah. get a lot of your stuff from, is that you want to come off as more the educated person that's done it a million times versus, you know, the lowball or the other. I mean, you really want to come off as that you know everything because then you're like, okay, you have a reputable company. You're going to make my payment on my mortgage, and I don't have to actually be concerned about this. Ah, uh, sure, yeah. So I think that's the big play he has is that he can offer basically that there, you don't have to worry about those type of things that makes um, sense yeah keep going i guess phyllis yeah oh yeah so i the the beautiful thing about subject two is <clears throat> you're less those deals your big thing you're buying is the interest rate mm-hmm. and so right now we just got a commercial our most recent commercial rate um, we got it quoted at two different places, two different lenders in town, 8.75%. Um, so when, you, when you're talking about 8.75%, in a 10-year t- pay down, you're not paying down much of the principal. You're mostly only paying interest. And then the next like 10 years of that term is when you start paying down that principal. So by buying a house... Uh, by buying a low interest rate, like a two five two seven five three percent interest rate, you have so much debt pay down in ten years, comparable to a high interest rate, that your spread after ten years with appreciation and with your debt pay down, you're able to make a killer spread. Yeah. So even if you're only breaking even or just losing a slight bit of money by taking over somebody's mortgage at at a higher loan amount, but with a low interest rate, you're buying that interest rate so that when you go to sell it in 10 years, your exit, you have this huge spread of profit that you made. I think the biggest thing too is, I think they said, what is it, 98 or 99% of people are under like four or 5% interest right now. And so basically the biggest thing with Pace, his biggest thing is, those people are not going to sell if they're basically going to, they can't even trade up in house with the payments that they have or sell out of their house. So right. the biggest thing that they're offering is that you can basically still get out of your house or be negative equity in a recession. And people like us can buy them because they're still at the rates that they were three years ago. So yep. I think now that's probably like the, I mean, it's probably one of the best creative finance options now for single family for sure. 
because commercial, I mean, at some point in, in three or four years, it's gonna it's gonna get ballooned anyways. But yeah. for a single family, you could probably grab a million of them, really. Yes. But I mean, I see on the MLS even there was actually a couple of notes that were assumable, and I think they were almost upside down on them. But the thing is, they know that they could offer a three percent interest rate because. Yep. You know, they still have that note, and now it's like, you know, you pay the realtor, and you basically get a free house. So, Well, dude, and if you think about it in your realm, uh, you know, if you're looking at a $300,000 house that you can assume at a 3% interest rate, your mortgage is about 1300 a month, 1350 a month. Make it a fucking group home, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Uh, in, in that realm, and, uh, you know... When when you think about that way, like you could then make profit on it by having it as a group home or whatever. Where if you just went to rent that house out, tough. you'll probably break even, maybe lose a hundred bucks a month or whatever with savings. Yeah. But um, if you were to do like group home or something with it, that and just accept that in fifteen years you're gonna have to remodel it. But who cares? Yeah. Doesn't matter because probably almost half paid off by that point or more. It'll be over half paid off, and you have so much fucking equity, it won't even matter. Yep. <clears throat> No, I like subject too. I mean, I think it's something that we kind of have to dive. I mean, I would say like my main goal right now is to get as many properties as possible with the lowest amount of risk. So basically buying properties where it's it's always going to cash flow well in a bad market, but I can get into it for low amounts. So get as much as possible. So long term, um, it's going to pay off. I just need to make sure that it's not upside down because, right. I mean... Even if you sub to a property and you can't rent it for your payment, still, I mean, some people can do it. And I think Pace Morby can, and that's why he can just eat everything. Right. But yep. he, so he's got a neat thing, and he talks about it in his videos. He has a private money lender yep. who wants an 8% return. So a very, very wealthy individual who's just looking to get an 8% return on their cash, they go directly to Pace. And Pace does a five-year payback on the second, essentially. And so, like, all the any of the rehab that they need for it, all the closing costs, finder fees, et cetera, or, and, and then whatever money amount the individual wants down on top of the sell of their house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all that, uh, Pace gets from a private money lender, pays that private money over five years at an 8% interest rate. So he's got no money into a deal. And yeah, I mean, that kind of leads into the seller second, I think. I mean, right. So uh, I would say like the, my biggest thing that's helped me at least grow so fast the last year and a half is not due to financials or cash flow from stable living. I mean, that's a large portion of it, but I would say the seller second has really helped a lot. I do think it is kind of a dangerous thing as well. And a lot of people don't recognize that, but I mean, getting off market properties that are bigger that, appraised for a million dollars more than you bought it for or a property that is very plus you know cash flow even 100 percent financed i would say like that is when the seller second is really valuable and especially for people well that's the hard part is i would say a second is good for people that also can handle risk and have good backing with income because you don't want to go buy a two million dollar building and then basically have it 100 percent financed and it balloons in five years and you can't figure it out. But right. I guess example, so I bought a 40 unit in Stanley a year ago, mm-hmm. um, 90% bank financed with a 200K seller second. So I literally got it for $0 down mm-hmm. um, and it appraised at $3 million and it cash flows well. But the downside with the second is that note, let's say on the second balloons the same time that my bank financing does. Mm-hmm. Well, that deal, I don't foresee it being upside down. Right. But let's say it was, you know, it was really close to two million, and in five years it balloons. I have to come up with two hundred, well, one hundred eighty thousand dollars at that five year mark. Right. So you can grow really fast that way, but you also could fail really fast. You could get burned if you if you did too many of them. Yep. Or you did, you know, you know, borderline like. A lot of deals now, people ask me, like, okay, why don't you do a second on this deal or that deal? And I'm like, because that deal is maybe 5% lower than market value, and I don't know where it'll be in five years. But when you're talking something that was undervalued by 
800 to a million dollars that's worth the risk then right yeah yeah because then what are the chances what what are the chances in five years that the value it loses a third of its value pretty low about it yeah yeah you'd it'd have to be an 08 situation that's the only way but i mean that is a thing like you could i mean you could eat deals up like that a lot because a lot of sellers too on the seller side and why i think it's a really good offering is you can offer a little bit of a premium price potentially yep because you're getting into it for zero dollars down and the seller is getting 90 percent or 80 percent of all the money and they're waiting on 10 percent where a land contract they're waiting on a hundred percent or, exactly. you know, so even me on a sell, like a deal, let's say that I owned and was paid off. If I have to wait on 10% of my money for three or five or seven years. Wouldn't matter. Yeah. Who really. Yeah. But a land contract in their hand. Yeah. That's, that's tough, tough for a lot of people to take. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Did you guys define at all what any of these are? <laughs> so there's oh. a subject too, maybe. Yeah. So a land contract there is you basically you make monthly payments until... The contract is out. So, yeah, a land contract, in layman's terms, the seller is the bank. Mm-hmm. And the seller or the buyer can make up the terms. So, like, the interest yes. rate, the monthly payments, how long the contract's for. Yep. And with that, the deed stays in the seller's name or does it transfer? Transfers. It does transfer. So but you can foreclose on them like the bank. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if the if the buyer stops making payments, the seller can just take it back. Sell gets property back. Yep. I would say the. I mean, I, I know this isn't explaining a land contract, but the coolest thing about a land contract is you create the terms with the seller. So like, you know, zero down or low money down or. I've actually done one where it was a 40-year note, so like it didn't cash flow. There was no, there's no real reason of owning this, but they didn't care about a 40-year note. So now I could get the payment so low that I still cash flowed and I got into the property. Yep. Yeah. An- another way I did it, I did a, I did a land contract for a flip. Um, I did a six-month land contract where cool. they they wanted they wanted a price that I could not give them, and I said I will do a six-month contract where you will get that price you want in six months from now and so then once i sold the property in six months they got the their their amount they wanted so that way i didn't have to make any payments while i had held that property all i had to cover was the the materials and labor materials labor we got the flip done got it listed so my holding costs were zero and that allowed me to pay them an extra i think they wanted like 15 more than i could pay and but the it risk out. is they get a property that's getting remodeled back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. That they could list on the market. To be honest, those short land contracts might be a cool thing for rehabs because it's like you could burr a property and the bank doesn't even know the price that you paid for it. Mm-hmm. So there's a property on the south side. Okay. Wait. 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 Sorry. Let's I'm sorry. finish these definitions Keep going quick. Back. Yeah, Sam, hold Keep us down. <laughs> so then we got. Um, <laughs> yeah, you up. you guys are just going <laughs> off. Don't even define it. Six anything. hours later. Oh Jesus. So then you get assumable. So the assumable, you take over the deed and the loan. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, that's exactly right. And then subject two is the seller still have the loan, but you get the deed. Correct. And you're just making the payments for the sellers. Yep. And then seller second oh, yeah. is you have the property, you have the mortgage, but you also have a short land contract with the seller mm. kind of so okay. you technically don't have a land contract it's just like another mortgage An- okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah well yeah because another loan yeah they're and they're the second on the so if you s- the bank gets the loan yeah or the bank gets the property if and, you fail and they're in first position yeah yeah and so then the second position for the callable loan is the seller yes Fun. The hard part I've been told is like some banks will make the seller actually sign something that like basically if you don't pay the seller like the bank has to agree because they're gonna take on that note. You know what I'm saying? So like the bank has to agree because if you don't pay them but you pay the bank, they would have to. You know what I'm saying? Take that note on and the bank has to agree they could. So ah, uh-huh. it is kind of a interesting. Huh. You know, but. I mean, I think the coolest thing with creative finance is, like, those are, like, three things, but, like, there's so many ways to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And actually some stuff, I mean, there's a deal right now that I'm working on that I, I don't think we're going to get it, but 
there's like 10 fourplexes, right? And they, we were trying to do a land contract with them, and I actually could not, I should not try to land it because the down payment they want, 15, 20% down on like a $4 million property. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't do this right now. Um, but like what we were talking about doing is potentially buying one of the fourplexes with bank financing, and then he would land a contract the rest. Ah, so yeah. I, you get into a $4 million deal with 80 grand down. Yeah. But they get their 500 grand. So like, there's just so many different. That is smart, dude. Stuff. Yeah, that's in that in in that book I was yeah. uh, reading. The guy pulled up to um, it was a it was like a bunch of single family houses a guy owned. The mm-hmm. guy pulled up to look at it, and the guy pulled up and is like Mustang, brand new Mustang, about a brand new Mustang. The guy, and um, the dude's like, hey, I'm looking to sell these, whatever. I I like need an out, and um, the guy was finding his pain point. Turns out the guy who had these pro- all these properties had like a broken car, broken down car, like was behind on payments and all this stuff. And the guy's like, "Hey, I'll make you a deal. I'll assume the loan. I'll I'll make up the payments, and you can take my car home. You can have my car." <laughs> yeah. And the guy's just like, "I can have your car." And the guy's like, "Yeah, dude. Today, like mm-hmm. we signed this. You can have my car." And the guy's like, "Done deal." And so the dude got like nine properties for assuming a loan. And like a ten thousand dollar car. Yeah. And back in those terms, you know, yeah. they were ten grand back then. I'm like, damn, that's fucking. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit harder now, but I. It's definitely harder. You still, mm-hmm. you still can like just talking to sellers. You could get very creative with like how you get things. Assume yeah. things. I've noticed. What is it? Um, the lower end sellers are actually ten times more difficult to create a finance with because mm-hmm. they want their money. Like they yeah. really need, like they generally need it. Where like the big big sellers or like maybe even mom or pops that are in the one to two three million dollar range, they're educated, so it's harder to get them on price. But to them, they're like, they don't really care about their money now because if they get a ten thousand dollar payment on a land contract, they're like, I can live on ten thousand. So like they're much more apt to. Create a finance or a seller second. They're like, yeah, like who would want to come up with four hundred grand down on uh, mm-hmm. Stanley forty unit? Right. Yeah, I also a- think anybody. Can, it's right. Hard. Yeah, yeah. experienced people too, like know, like about taxes. Like yeah, they don't like taxes. Yeah, so exactly. So I think that's why a lot of them like to try and do those creative things. Well, that's the Black River Falls deal. I'm mm. I got there twenty minutes early and I was chatting with him. And that was one of the reasons why he's not selling more stuff. Mm-hmm. He's only selling like a Which couple at a time. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. said he, he will in a few years, but he's only selling a couple at a time because of taxes. Well, and he said uh, he actually has like, what, three or four land contracts right now? Even? Yeah. He's got four land contracts. He's, he's like 50 yeah. units. Yeah. He's... I've been talking to him since we were. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It just I can't get the only thing he wants to sell is that. I know. He was telling me about two in Bloomer he's got and I'm like, Yeah, dude, those are nice. I'm like, please, please. He's like, they're here. I'm like, I know, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got one down I think the road. Those, whoever buys those, it's like, is that gonna be your end? It might be. I, I that crossed my mind. That really crossed my mind. I couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, it ain't my honest, I would say so I've I've ran we are starting to buy shit all over the place outside of Eau Claire. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be worried about the distance, to be honest. Yeah, sure, you're right. I don't know. I'm going to be yeah. a test dummy for this shit. But <laughs> we're buying 40 units in Colby. We send someone up there for one day a month. So it's like, you know, it's like that sucks, but it's like you just got to make sure that you're not the fucker doing it. Right. Like well, you can't do it. Like, no. I just, I couldn't. Those units might be, those are, like Colby yeah. to me, it's 70s, 80s apartments. Like those are 1900s oh, yeah, apartments. Yeah. So, a big, little bit big different. Big difference. Well, and that's what, like, he, like distance, I he, mean. He made it sound like once every like six months he would go there pretty much and like do yeah. any maintenance he things. probably should be there a little more oh he said he said once every three to four months him and the maintenance guy would go down That's, for a day that i wouldn't be worried then yeah. about that i don't know but then walking around you're just like That's this worse. is like a solid month's worth of work of just being there's catch up probably there's yeah. a lot of catch up and like he already had it he evicted one guy trying to evict some other people um the and, slowest end tenants too that's the yeah. other side yeah the word the I don't think it would be that bad, except for the fact, like, because I think a lot of those tenants are there for life, but <laughs> yeah. in the off chance that they're not, 
it's gonna be a lot of work to fix those up. Well, you can't fix them up. You can't those that kind of unit. You have to keep as D class units, and you have to accept Put that. Put some butter on it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That's all you can do. You gotta accept you're not getting rents over six hundred dollars. You're you're never getting over six hundred dollars. So that's probably yeah. Right. yeah. And like, I mean, that's one thing that we've put on our vision and like talked about multiple times is like trying to get nicer newer units yeah so i'm not going to take a step backwards just because of the no, potential we, it could so have. we bought six or three side by sides those side by sides in black river yeah like that type of stuff that's i mean yeah distance i just mean in general like i wouldn't be scared of distance now really junky stuff's a different yeah reason yeah, yeah try yep. to stay away from junky stuff unless the price is too good right. to be true mm. which black river is close but it's like it generally i'm like i don't i don't know like yeah. it's it's like borderline like what do you do yeah right yeah i'm yeah i'm not afraid to buy decent stuff far away i'm afraid to buy shit stuff far away that's true yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, we i mean we had a flip in black river we have a flip in alma yeah you know, and black river yeah and they're, they're quick i like black river yeah. I like it. Nice, man. I didn't know you had a... F- oh, you did one. Yeah, we did, we did one. a flipping black That river. was the one with the creative financing. financing. Yeah. With the... Oh, yeah. That, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then there's... Yeah, we got the Alma one right now. Yeah. I... Moving forward, what I want to do is more creative financing on my flips. And I talked to AJ about that on a South Side deal. I was like, hey, dude, like, what I have to offer them is really low. Um, and we're going to... Mm-hmm. sit down and meet with the lady and i'm going to be like this is what i can offer you this is why i can offer it to you if you're willing to split the risk with me and 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 not give not charge me holding costs for six months i'm willing to do this with you right and and we'll sell work. it together right and we'll just like we'll split the profits you know and so like maybe maybe i'll only get 10 percent profit instead of 20 but for not having risk, for not having yeah. holding costs, anything like that, I am yeah. about that. Rehab yeah. costs only. Right. And that's it. And You might get a lot more shots at it, too, where, like, right now, it's like, it's almost your grand price. What do you... Well, so, I, yeah, like, that, I know there's no way with what I can offer them. I'm going to get that one on south side. There's another one on north side I looked at uh, close to here. Same thing with that. I'm like... I can't offer you what you guys need, but if we could do this together, then they can see what it ends up. Yeah, mm-hmm. proofs in the pudding. If you do one or two, then two, you can be. Like, I literally split this with someone, and yeah, yeah, that would be nice. That'd be really. And because the thing with that is, my guys would, my company would be getting paid. Like, yeah, I would be getting paid for work. It'd be the same thing if I was doing customer work with. Um, but then there's that upside, baby. That upside. Yeah. Worst case, we don't make money and maybe i lose a little on like paying my guys or whatever i don't get pro- like i don't get my profit on paying my guys keep yeah. my guys busy but yeah that's worst case so yeah um what else we got how else do we get creative i don't know there's a million i mean there's a lot of ways to get creative i don't know i like i just like the low money down ones because it's like you can't keep buying deals without that option but at the same time the more finance you go I mean, the more chance there is that you don't refi out. So it's like, I would say too, like a lot with the seconds now, like I did a couple up front with a five-year balloon and now I'll be like, I'll like be like, oh, I'll do it, but I need a 15-year balloon. Like, so then it's like, you know, there really is no risk at, right. at that point. But. Right. Right. One, one thing that, this isn't necessarily creative financing, but I liked what Pace was saying about it is like, um, at, at, uh, wisconsin so we got that duplex fall creek one and um that is six and a half percent interest because it's a one to four family six and a half interest and um so we got to do siding and roof on it and just a couple of things inside not bad yeah 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 Yeah, like we yeah like you said the inside's good inside was good there's just a couple of things maybe two grand and then the siding and roof need to be like bad. Need to be replaced. Yeah. One one side of the house siding was in good shape. The other three was fucked. Mm-hmm. And then the the roof, yeah. So, anyways, the thing with it though, and what I was thinking, I actually had a gentleman reach out to me about cash, asking what I do with my cash, and I said um, I put them in my deals, 
And he's like, what do I do with my cash? He's like, I'm considering putting my cash in a nine-month CD with RCU for 5.9% interest. And I said to him, I said, That's crazy. That's yeah, 5.9. Bro. I, I said to him, I said, how about, I said, how about we get coffee in the next two weeks? Uh-huh. I said, I will pay you at a minimum. I said, if you give me a six-month contract, I'll pay you at a minimum 8%. And the guy's just like, let's get coffee. And so, because my thought is this. So that property to, to get that, have you done any with Wisconsin yet? Uh, I've got stuff quoted from them or we might do the big one. Okay. So to do a construction loan with them, you have to put 25% down of the, of whatever the, the price is of the property plus the rehab, you got to put 75% of that total number down or yeah, 25% of that total number down. And so, but it's uh, for six months to a year, it's interest only payments. That's nice. And then at the one year mark, you can do a reappraisal and you can do a cash out for a secondary loan on it, right? So if interest rates are at 7%, mm-hmm. you still keep your 75% at 6.5 and then you get your other however much amount out. Yep. And so my thought was, you know, if I could get that gentleman that reached out to me to agree to a one year if he could agree to for a one year contract with me, ten percent interest, right? Hey, you you thought about tying it up for nine months at five nine? Yep. Why don't you tie it up for twelve months at a year at for a year uh ten percent interest? You don't not to, yeah. Right. And then we don't have to put any money into that deal. Mm-hmm. Zero. And so like that's kind of what I've been thinking like when Pay said that, I was like, oh fuck. I can like bank finance and be creative with this with like a private money lender to give them a deal because people love eight to 10% interest. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, we've talked about doing that or you did for like the longest time on flips, like buy and hold. It's much more difficult to do stuff. Oh like that. Yeah. 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 But like flips, it's like, I mean, yeah. Or in like, uh, even we had that guy come talk about like the IRAs. Yeah. How yep. you can like use IRAs yep. to buy deals and stuff like that. So like, my IRA is not big, but at some point, whenever I quit my job, I mean, it would make sense to just transfer it just to but keep making money out. We can't manage that. That's the problem. And so my mom, my mom wanted to do that with us. Mm-hmm. That would have worked or no? No, she can't because it's vertical. If it's it's um, so Sam. It's, no, sp- oh. spousal spouses, children, parents, grandparents cannot do it. Brothers and sisters can. I could do it. You could do it. Yeah. What I was thinking was, Brooke, mm-hmm. if she's interested in something like that, absolutely she could fund the deals. She cannot manage them, but she can fund them. Interesting. So it, she would not be able to do any of the holds mm-hmm. that we have because yeah. she probably manages for us. But she could fund. A she flip. could fund a flip. Oh, okay. Yep. So, dude, so much red tape with that. But um. So you talked to him after. Yeah. Yes, or, sir. Yep. Know. Yep. I did. Um. Yeah, I was interested in doing it, but there's only one person I can think of, and that's Eva's mom. And I'm like, we've already pulled out of that a little bit. So sure, like yep. she bought two the fourplex and that duplex a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To me, like real estate in general, like the creative finance side, it's like how many good deals can you find? I th- like I generally think like that's the most important piece. I mean, I definitely think you have to have reserves, and like that is the other part. Yeah. Is like you can't handle more like you have to i mean at some point you have enough money to handle a lot of deals but like you always are playing a balancing act i Mm -hmm. feel like the other thing though is like if you have a good deal yeah you can make money anybody will be your partner or you can wholesale it or what like if you have the deal you're the man you're the man dude you can make the money any which way yeah what was that guy telling us like he had like people wholesaling things knocker. for like forty thousand dollars or some shit. Which one? The, the door knocker. He said oh, like he had some guys wholesaling yeah. stuff for like yeah. stupid fees. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He, it makes sense though. I mean, I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, I would find the money at that point if it was like yeah. enough deal. You just you'd find it. I don't know where you'd find it, but you would. Well, and I've said this. You and I talked about this a lot. Like, I pretty much told you like I don't even care what you charge me if it hits my numbers. No. Like it doesn't like if you bought a house for twenty grand and you charged me a hundred and my number numbers was hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in in the realm of cash is where it becomes an issue. But if it's not cash and it like you were willing to buy it and then sell it, yep. you know, that realm, yeah, like it doesn't matter. You can 
it does not matter what I'm charged. If it hits my numbers, I'll buy it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So um, there, you can be so much more creative with real estate than you can with an IRA. Yeah. With anything. I anything. Mean, really. I don't know. What, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else, gang? No. I mean, I don't know if this counts, but I mean, there's also the whole, I mean, partnerships, I would say, is somewhat creative financing, but that also comes with a lot of red tape and risk. Like, I mean, there's a lot of deals that I've also done where the person brings the money. I I do the, I do all the management or yep. the other way around. Like, even right now, what is it, on the Marion Building in Menominee um, with Adam from yeah. Muscaria. Literally, we were just sitting next to AJ while he brought up that deal, and I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. Now we're partners on the deal, which right. is like, you know, and I, he's bringing a lot more money than I am, but yep. I'm basically operating the whole deal. So, like, there's different things where people, I feel like, can creatively get into, I mean, anything. But the hard part with, I mean, partnerships, I mean, as you know, I haven't had one blow up yet, but it's right. going to happen. And, I mean, one out of ten is going to blow up. But Oh, for sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's what causes a lot of, the partnership route is like the best route you can go as long as you have a good exit plan or like mm-hmm. an idea for exit, you know, and that's why ours was successful. We're you know? goals. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, I'm like timid with who I partner with now because I want to make sure like we have the same goals. So like we partnered with my mom on a couple, my brother on a, a, a bunch but it's because like those are all for retirement. We all plan that for retirement. Mm-hmm. That's no, that's just no brainer. It's yeah. no issues. Boom. But yeah, if you're doing, depending on the deal, it's all down to goals. Like if you guys are in line with goals and you have an idea for exit, if someone changes their goals, then you're good. That's yeah. the hard part is I think everyone, like all my partners, they always say like, yep, the goal is buy and hold forever. And it's like, well, you, I mean, you know, like, when people start getting money at some point, like usually they stop wanting to grow or wanting to buy and hold. Yeah. So like, that's the thing is like I think it is early to see like what happens with a lot of those. I think the nice thing is, not all my eggs are in any of the baskets. So like yeah. I'm not very nervous. Like if they wanted to sell or whatever, I'd be like, okay, all right. yeah. I'd be like kind of sad if it was at a bad moment. I'd be like, hey, let's have let me buy you out. Right. But absolutely, yeah, that'd be the biggest thing. But. I would say flipping, too, it's probably a lot harder to partner. Like, how would you – there's no reason to partner. No, nah, dude. I, Besides a, maybe a financial backer. But, but but, even then, for the partner-wise, dude, why partner when someone's willing to give me 10%? You know, if I, if I if someone's willing to give me their money for a 10% return – Maybe on, like, a 50-unit apartment building? Oh, and, and it's something like that I'd consider return for sure. like, 50 units or something? Yeah, if it was a big bird project. But then at the absolutely. same time, the bank will probably give you the money, so it's like – yeah, they will. A lot of this stuff. That's that's kind of how I look at like where I, I'm thinking about what Pace was saying and stuff about like using a private money lender because, yeah. dude, if you can get a big a big burr, I have turned away like multiple properties because of like my personal cash. financing cash because I'm like, oh, like I don't have enough cash to do three flips and two birds at a time. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just be like, yeah, whatever, or I'll pass on. But in that realm now, thinking about that, like I just have to hold out a year to refi them. And so if I just hold out a year to refi, pay off the... Yeah, let me know when you get a private money lender. You need one with a lot of money, though. Yeah, the the one I was talking to, he's probably, you know, 50, 75, 50, 75. So he's enough where he can do One one or two. Yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody that. I mean, that's the thing is, I guarantee they're out there if you even just tried a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. Actually, I know one that we know that I did that deal with. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you would at least do up to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, be, after that, it might get different. But I mean, you do it yeah. for 10, 12%, I'm sure. Right. But. Yeah. And you know, in a, in a realm like that, even if you're. You could almost have like an exit clause too. Like if you find a deal and you need that money, you can pull back, but you have to pay me half the interest back or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know, something to me. That's the hard part is like, I feel like a lot of private money people on like the lower end of the spectrum, it's like if they find something they want to invest in, like that's why it's it's nerve wracking for them. Because even a nine month note at RCU, bro, pretty sure you can pull out of that. I'm sure. You're just not, you're going to get screwed. I'm sure, I'm sure you have to pay all your money back 
Okay, explain something to me. So they're at 5.9% for nine months. Yeah. They just quoted that deal for me at 6.7. Yeah, I don't understand it. Where are you making I don't know. Money. I don't I don't I don't think they're making anywhere near the spread they were making before. Mm-mm. I don't understand it at all. But what I don't understand, this is what I don't understand, right? In er, in 2021, okay? When uh interest rate at the Fed was zero, zero okay? They were charging 4.5%. Most banks were at 4.5%. So they were making a 4.5% spread, right? Then now it's at five two five, and they're at six point seven. And they're at six point seven. I'm like, yeah. So you guys went from making four and a half percent interest, to now you're okay with making one point two? How'd that happen? The I fuck? Don't know. Crazy forcing dude. deals, I guess. Yeah, I it don't is. Know. It it has to be. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But then you got the other banks that are at eight seven five. Yeah. That it's like I was told like credit unions don't have to pay taxes or anything, so like they can offer lower rates. That makes but sense. That's like why. Yeah. That was the thing. I mean, yeah, I guess like Sterling Bank, like I still think they're amazing to work with. You just text yeah. them, they help you, and they're like the best customer service around. But, you know, at some point, like you have to have an advantage, and if everybody's at 20%, 25%, I mean, no one has an advantage anymore. It's literally no. who has the lowest rate, and like that's your only, besides the, bur- I mean, I would say the rehab loans that like certain banks can help you with things and make things easier, yeah. but other than that, it's just the rate. That's the only thing, and yeah. Which kind of sucks. Well, and even then, I mean, you look at it, and if if uh, you can get someone to lend you that cash up front for the rehab or like that mm-hmm. loan at the other place, dude, you're talking a two point two five percent different in interest rates. I would say one Bro. thing. I know Sterling doesn't do prepayment, and every bank I've been to does damn prepayment. Absolutely. So do. I mean, that's, and I would also say like their closing costs are usually double anywhere else. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, there is not a better bank customer service, a better bank no. rehab, burr, construction loan than Sterling Bank. I have not found it. They are the best by far, hands down. Mm-hmm. But long-term hold. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough. Lock it up with the lowest rate you can find. Right. Yeah. But. What else you got, Sam? I got nothing. You just chilling? I'm just chilling. Enjoying the talk? Yeah, I mean, we knew this episode was not going to involve me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, you got the definitions because unless you probably wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even explain that. People true. would still be like, what's creative? What are they talking about? Yeah, 100%. Um, all right. Any last things, Ryan? I don't even know. My life. I don't know. Yeah. All right. No. I guess we've got to do another creative finance deal this month or something now. You are? No, I mean, we have to now. We talked about it. Pretty so. much have to. Right? Actually, no, honestly. I really probably shouldn't, but. Now that we just talked about that, I'm going to get coffee with that gentleman next week, and I'm going to see if he's willing to fund that deal for us. I mean, so might as well. Then you can do another one. 100%. Because we've, I mean, we have a couple other in the pipeline that we were talking about this week. We're like, dude, where are we going to come up with all this money? Well, on top of that, too, like, for you guys, it's like. You might as well just throw your cash into buy and holds then and then just private money the other stuff. Like why spend any of your own money on anything but buy and hold or, or stocks or whatever you want to invest in. hundred percent. Like it should not be in your flips. Dude, the, amount, the last place. The amount I have in flips right now tied up in flips is not good. Yeah, it should be private money only. It, it mm-hmm. plus that's a write off. Yeah. No, it is a write off. That it, it's yeah. it's very foolish for the amount we have in flips. It, like very, very dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense now because everyone says private money for flips. They do, and it makes imagine, yeah, you oh. could have other shit getting paid off, and it's a lot stocks. cleaner. It's so much cleaner. Buy your Bitcoin back. I hate, dude. I All right, be coming. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. From now until middle of 2024, we will see the bottom of crypto for this cycle, and that's when we have to get in. I have sitting on the sidelines, oh, no. Chetty. I got Chetty mm. waiting. Yeah, I, I thought it was coming back a little bit, so my stock count doubled like from yeah. two months ago, like doubled. It was almost coming back to where I was. Yeah. Lost thirty percent the last two weeks again. Hundred percent. I'm like, I'm still up. I think just a point, like a half I'm down percentage for or sure, something. dude. But I was getting excited. I was like, yeah. finally, we're gonna get back. No. And then I was mm-hmm. like, nope. I'm like, at some point, this is just, I don't know, dude. Uh, it's I'm all in on real estate. All my other, oh yeah, all of my other stocks actually have been going up. It's just my cryptos that have been going down. Brian with Clear Value Tax and Accounting Services. You, I've sent you videos of his on YouTube. That motherfucker <laughs> predicts crypto and stock market shit. He, 
so good. You know, you know the um, you know the lady who buys properties. Um, she's always talking about like creatively buy sorry not properties businesses mm. creatively buying businesses with no money down mm-hmm. um do you know which lady i'm talking mm. about yeah she used to work with brian and she's like there is nobody smarter than brian in like the realm of predicting markets and she's like everybody else is out here predicting he has it analytically figured out how to track markets and she's like he told me yeah. about shit from 08 two years before it happened yeah, and why it happened yeah i'm like bro and so he's over here he's like he showed in his clips him predicting crypto cryptos the last three cycles so like um for like eight years back and he's just like okay or don't listen to me and i'm just like all right that's when i sold Start all my shit risk, yeah. yep i saw all my shit down. so yeah um from now until middle of 2024 he predicts that there will be the bottom and then how bad is the bottom is my question it's supposed to be lower than it most the most recent bottom which was pretty horrible which was pretty low it's supposed to be a little bit lower than that okay um next topic for you guys because i really wanted to learn about this and sam you're gonna hate me but uh tiff districts and then um opportunity zones because i Uh, I literally talked to someone today i can't say who it was um but they're, like, picking buildings, and it could be good for flips, too, to be honest. There's, like, certain buildings in Eau Claire and Menominee and all these areas that literally the government, the federal government, the state government, and the city will pay for it all. They'll literally, like, you want to rehab an old building downtown, they will pay you 60 to 70% of your rehab costs. They will cover all of it. But you have to you have to do what they want, and you have to understand planning yeah. and paperwork. And I don't understand. That sounds that. like it would be a really long process with the city of Oakland. Oh, he literally said that he's just like, yeah, no one can figure this stuff out besides the smartest of the smart. So like, no one even tries to do it. And well, they're terrible they to work with, anyways. Dude, honestly, and you're dealing yeah. with the federal government. Just wait until you listen listen to tomorrow's podcast, bro. I just go working because I've been trying to work with with zoning. So they literally have companies now that are consultants that do like the consulting on all the how to do it for your rehab, and like they'll take like fifteen percent of the entire property because they will literally get you. But usually, I think it's for like it's more for like you know I don't even know the grand or like a big building downtown. Mm -hmm. Like, bro. So what you're saying there? When we were in stable living and we were starting that company. I remember taking business law and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm taking this because this is helping us like write this shit and understand that stuff. Dude, all the like contracts and shit we had now in real estate with all like the red tape, contracts, inspections, zonings, all that shit. Do I have never wanted to have went to school to, for to be a lawyer as bad as now to really fully understand contract, contract law and things like that? Because, dude, it's, just like you said, the people that can figure that out. There's hand in the money. Because no one even, he literally said, like, nobody even tries to really apply for it. Yeah. Besides the smartest of smart, because, like, 99% of people just can't even understand it. And I'm like, yeah, I've act- I've researched, like, a tad, and I'm like, yep, I'm too dumb. Like, and I'm just not that type of right. person. But Right. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, Damn. I should have been a lawyer. I probably need to be a little smarter. I don't know. I think it's just a skill set, but yeah, I, I don't so. know. I'm not. That's definitely not me. But I know, like, big buildings, like the ones that are like, uh, the one that has the farmers market, the huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't like no. at all. Well, it doesn't matter because they get it. Ha- I'm not partially paid for. I was told they also got massive grants for the ones by Quick Trip and Little Caesars. Because that was an that those opportunity zones were opportunity zones, yeah. and I heard they got a stupid portion of that paid for. Because we looked at buying a property right there, right in that opportunity zone years ago. Your like first triplex is in that zone. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in it a little too far, I think, for a while. But uh, yeah, that lot, that they lot built on that lot. Yeah, they built on that lot. Uh, That's the lot we looked at buying. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, who I mean, thought? And that was it was priced high. I remember still, yeah. but yeah, I know. I mean, they tear houses down just they don't like give tear- a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we we could have been fucking. That makes sense. Like how they get money, like it to make sense to build something new. Because it, it don't make sense to right. me. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
I don't think the student ghetto, though, is an opportunity zone. It's not. And I just... I know the it's... The house comp- and housing? Yeah. I don't think it is. But there is a company that just keeps buying the houses and tearing them down and building new but ones. But that doesn't matter, though, because your rents are so inflated compared to everywhere else. Yeah, you true. You hit your numbers. That's location. Yeah. Location. And, and cost, right? So your cost to build those buildings... You know, when when a company charges that out, they're charging out at two twenty oh, a square foot. Dude, when oh keep going. Oh, sorry. and they built them all because they stopped building them now. Actually, yeah, but when you they build that them cost, all. they're building them at one hundred sixty a square instead of two twenty. So I met a guy yesterday, or uh, two guys. It's a two man crew like you and Kyle that build yeah. duplexes for an investor. Um, Fifteen hundred or fourteen hundred square foot aside. They do everything. Pour concrete to the whole nine yards. Guess how much their labor is for two for a duplex, or how much they charge this investor? Just labor, no materials. Is it like, like a lot? Thirty thousand square feet. Thirty thousand square. Three thousand. Three thousand so like square feet. Aside. Well, you would think probably about sixty dollars a square foot. Fifty k. That's it. Yep, they get it done in eight weeks. What? Yeah, they build one every two months in the summer. Who are these gods? Yeah, I'll tell you after. But holy, I'm Christ. like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, he's like, I literally, by me coming off and showing these properties, like I might be pushing us back, like, and I might like, yeah, but they're gods because they both make sixty, thirty k or whatever in two months. But yeah, they do everything. Wow, That's dude! Cool. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do you literally like? How is that even possible? It doesn't right. seem efficiency. I mean, if you, dude, it's all they do is they, yeah. they just build the same building over the, and over. Yeah, sixty. So sixty dollars so a so square. As bad that's, as, no, that's exactly what I thought it'd be. Sixty dollars a square. How, like, materials cannot be. No, they are. One hundred fifty k. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, talking like three bed, two bath, nice ass side by side. Yeah, so your materials are going to be roughly because you got to think that's cost. So their materials. That's is, what they charge him. So materials is probably 100 to 120 so a square. So they're killing it. They're killing it. That's that killing it. That investor's killing it. Yeah. It's like a 100K duplex. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. Well, for a brand new one now. Right. I mean, charge whatever you want. Right. Damn. That's I don't know. sick. I just, when you told me that, I was like, oh, made me sick. I kind of. I, I need, no. I need, those guys, I you could don't never. You build if you heard that. I'd be like, don't ever build ever again. Like, don't even look at it. Like I'm saying, you guys, it's not worth your time to. No, you anything. just hire them out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All a right. Small town, but yeah. There we go. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, Ryan. It was a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, we'll check out opportunity zones and tiffs. Cool. Yep. All right. Catch you on the next one, guys. See ya. Bye.